You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham, and we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Dunham, and I am here with my co-host, Lisa Clark. And we are continuing our study in the small books of John in the back of your Bible. We've already completed 1 John, and today we are going to cover 2nd and 3rd John. I have loved going through this. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it as well. It's been just encouraging. You know, John talks a lot about loving like Christ and love being at the center of the gospel, but also, you know, making sure that we're centered in truth. And I just love it. You know, I heard today that John wrote 20% of the New Testament. I wasn't sure of that. Yeah, that's an interesting little tidbit. He wrote this, these three letters prior to his, I think it's prior to Revelation. Pretty sure that yes. these were written prior to yes. Revelation. Yeah, because, okay. Because remember, uh, he was by himself when he wrote Revelation. Yeah, he, yeah, at Patmos. Yep. Okay, yep. okay. So these were sent to Christians near Ephesus, these three letters. I love this quote, faithfulness in little things is a big thing. Boston wrote that. And I think that's that's really is a point that John is making here, like live out this Christian life. And so he's given right. them these instructions, but but really good stuff. So here's the nutshell for, for second. Let job. me add one thing okay, before yeah, you please. read that. You know, it. this is one thing I read that interested me. It said an abundance of false views regarding God's nature and his work through Jesus had infiltrated God's people. Okay. Sound familiar? Yeah, for sure. I mean, these letters could have been written to us and the lives that we're living today. That's all I wanted to add. We've it's got just, a lot infiltrating us. In yes. fact, I was talking to my daughter and I was like, how do we, how are we supposed to digest all of this information just being fed to us every day? So much coming at us all the time. And she goes, well, that's why I think people are depressed. Yes. Because yes. they can't process it all coming their way and they don't know what to believe anymore. Yes. And so they're finding themselves in, in bad places. So. Anyway, I mean, there's one book we need. I mean, we say it a lot, Amen. but this this is the one book we need to be in every day and the rest that's of right. it, you know, rest of it's not as important. Okay. So in a nutshell, Second John, many deceivers are around. So I'm glad to hear that some of you are walking in the truth for God commanded that we walk in love, be on guard against their teaching. Do not be taken in by them. Do not give them hospitality or aid in their damaging activity. So, you know, again, he's warning them. These these letters are warning the church. And this was the early church. And, you know, Chrissy, I thought about this today as I was studying Revelation in my Bible study. But God bless this first century church. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I mean, they had to be so discouraged. Mm-hmm. They had to feel alone in their faith. They had They were persecuted. They were hurt. They were ostracized. They were confused. Things were coming at him in all different directions. Mm-hmm. 
God bless him. Don't you think they were defeated on days where they're like, this is, this isn't going to go anywhere. Absolutely. And let me tell you something, just a plug for church planters, just what you described is how they feel many days right here in the United States of America. All those things that you just described is how they feel. We worked with a guy in Oregon that described it just that way. And a Mm. guy up in Canada. So You know, they're out there doing the best they can and living the truth and doing all these things with no results. So these people were being attacked. And that's why John felt so strongly to write this and remind them who they are and who they belong to. Well, and I just thought when I was having these thoughts this morning, I thought I can't wait to get to heaven just to say, look, you guys, it it never went away. Their faithfulness. 2000 years later, your faithfulness has changed the world. Generations have come to know Jesus because you were faithful. So what does that say to us in 2022? Just tell the story. Just be faithful. Just persevere. The light will still be lit. Mama, who's at home and doing this on her own, persevere. Just keep telling the story. Just keep telling the story. You are not alone. There are throngs of believers in, in, in the scripture even tells us, you know, they're, they're covering you up spiritually. That's right. They're cheering you on. So such, such good, so stuff. many good, good things. Yeah. yeah. So many good things. Okay. Do you want me to read second John? Sure. All right. The elder to the lady chosen by God and to her children whom I love in the truth and not I alone, but also all who know the truth because of the truth, which lives in us and will be with us forever. How about that? Mm. grace, mercy, and peace from God, the father, and from Jesus Christ, the father's son will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the father commanded us. And now dear lady, I am not writing you in a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commandments. As you have heard from the beginning, his commandment is that you walk in love. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is that deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your sister who is chosen by God send these greetings. So again, this is all about truth and love. And, you know, John was one of the last 12 disciples to survive. And he wrote this letter to remind the church the importance of holding on to the truth of the gospel and walking in it, walk in it and believe it. He he gave them a clear understanding of the meaning of love. 
a, a real genuine meaning, yeah. meaning, I think, and to walk in God's commandments. How many times have we heard that repeated? Right. Just these first two, two, two books. It's to walk in God's commands and to love one another. That's all he's asking them to do. And when you do that, people will see the consistency of Christ in your life. There's a Bible study I'm in right now. And she shared a picture with us. And it was in Germany in the 30s when the Nazis were coming after everybody. And it was with a rabbi. And it had a picture outside her window. The picture was a window in her home. And she had a candle lit. And across the street, she could see a Nazi flag. And she wrote on the back of that picture, all those hundreds of years ago, she wrote on the back, the light will always shine. So -hmm. in other words, this is going to pass this whole Nazi thing and this whole takeover and all the things that are going to happen. But this light, this light, which is Jesus will continue on Mm -hmm. no matter what happens in this world, Jesus will march on. And so will his people. And so will his word. So I think that's what he's trying to get across to them is no matter how bad it looks and no matter what's going on in the world and the people around you, if you stay consistent to your beliefs and you stand on the truth, that light is going to continue and it has. And so for him to write this and closing it out and telling them, just walk the good walk and fight the fight. You know, watch out for what's going on out there, but you know how to live, you know what to do, just do it and the light will continue. So good. I love the light illustration. And, you know, for John, and you already mentioned that he was the last remaining disciple of the original 12. And, you know, for him, they were getting down to only a few really had known Jesus, right? Yes. And, and and knew him and watched him and lived with him. And so there had to be a little bit of angst there that these writings get out and they're able to, you know, say, well, I talked to John. Remember they would, the apostles were all, the disciples were always saying, you know, use me as a, as a reference here. Follow me, Paul said. And so, you know, it, they were getting down to now your testimony of what God's done in your life is going to have to be to your next generation. Because we won't be around forever. I'm getting older. I think he wrote a revelation between when he was 90 to 100 in that time frame. So, yeah, I mean, they're not getting any younger. So these letters became of utmost importance as they were training and teaching and discipling the first century church. They were reminding them what it looks like. The church was still wondering, how do I be Christian? They didn't know. They didn't know. know. I mean, yes, I believe Jesus is the Messiah. I believe that. But what does it look like in my life? And so these were these teachings, love one another, walk in love, be obedient to God. You know what that looks like. It It was important, so important to the gospel that they understood that Jesus came in the flesh and died in the flesh, that he was a real man the real lamb of God, that he died for the sins of the world and that he rose against because all of these false teachings were just, you know, some were saying, well, he wasn't really God. All these false teachers were coming in. So it was really important that they knew what they knew and they, they knew the gospel, the true full strength of the gospel. And he was just encouraging them, stay the course. That's right. I mean, man, it's just so much of the scripture is just about perseverance. And I think every one of us, 
needs that word at some time in our lives, in our Christian walk. We all need to be reminded, stay the course. Be and I think, they, I think that, again, that's why it's important to be in a church and join an assembly that believes in Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, don't forsake the gathering. That's because right. You need that encouragement every week. That's right. Every week. I need it every day. But I know Absolutely. that on Sunday, I am going to get, you know, as a friend of mine used to say, I'm going to get jet fuel that day. I'm going to be right. ready to face my week. So I love that. I love it. Okay. Well, let's move on to third John. The third letter in this little trilogy. So this one was written to Gaius, who was a friend of the apostle John. So we get a a real person here that he is writing to, not just a church. This is a highly personal letter reflecting John's appreciation for Gaius and Demetrius because of their hospitality to other Christians. You know, Hebrews 13, 2 says, don't forget to entertain strangers. For by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. So in a nutshell here, we have greetings, Gaius. I am overjoyed to hear that you are walking in the truth. I commend you for being hospitable to traveling missionaries. I'm not happy with Diotrephes, who refuses to welcome brothers. Demetrius is a good man. I hope to see you soon. So he he cuts to the chase short here. Short and sweet. It is short and sweet. And he's saying, I'm not pleased with the, the other guy, but you and Demetrius, you're doing a good work. So let me read the third letter here. Third John to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. This is a very personal letter. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers who have borne witness of your love before the church. If you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well because they went forth for his name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we may become fellow workers for the truth. I wrote to the church, but the diatrophies who loves to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. Therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds, which he does, prating against us with with malicious words and not content with that. He himself does not receive the brethren and forbids those who wish to putting them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. But he who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has a good testimony from all and from the truth itself. And we also bear witness and you know that our testimony is true. I had many things to write, but I do not wish to write to you with pen and ink, but I hope to see you shortly. We shall speak face to face. Peace to you. Our friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. So John is is writing Gaius with this third letter, him and saying, keep doing what you're doing. I'm cheering you on. I'm cheering you on. Don't get caught up in the naysayers or the negativity. When people come your way in the name of Jesus, give them food, give them drink, give them a place to stay, send them on their way. They're not looking for handouts. They're looking for brothers. And when you do this, you are part of that missionary journey. You are part of that story. So carry on and and continue to do that. 
he talks to them like children. The, when he, when when the scripture says no greater, what does it say here? Let me read this again. For I have no greater joy than to be, than to hear that my children walk in truth. He's talking about his children in Christ. That's right. His spiritual children, the ones that he's discipled, the one these churches. And so, but I think you know, with us as moms, when we talk about our children, it's the same thing. That's right. They're our spiritual children. We're the ones discipling them. So this 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 scripture can definitely cross over into physical life and physical family mentality. Man, it's welcoming believers. It's loving well. It's welcoming people into your home. I heard a statistic in the last few years that gave me that jet fuel you're talking about to really open my home and have my Bible study was that close to 80% of us never enter into a neighbor's home. There you go. In America. I mean, um, I don't know that that's how it should be. You know, we should be, we should be loving our neighbors and opening our doors and making them feel welcome in our home and being a lighthouse in our neighborhood and in our communities. So anyway, that's, that's kind of third John in a nutshell. What do you have on third John? Well, I just wanted to remind our listeners this Gaius, is that how you pronounce it? That's how I'm saying it. Yeah. Who he was writing the letter to. What I learned about him is he had plenty of resources. So in other words, he had some funds Okay, and he had the gift to care and share. Yeah. So when ministers would come through, he would give them what they needed. He would equip them, encourage them and support them. And today we're called to that exact same thing. When someone needs support, someone that does the word of God, no matter where it is, whether it's a college campus, whether it's in a foreign land, whether it's a church down the street, your own church, we are asked to support these people because they are sharing the word of God, which is what John's telling him. We, I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work. And a lot of people like, oh, my money doesn't really matter. And well, first of all, you are supposed to give your money. And secondly, your money does matter because you're going to be a part of that story. You will be a part of whatever ministry you're giving to. You are part of that story. So when you get to heaven, they're going to say, oh, I'm here because I heard about Jesus at crossover. If you are someone that supports that ministry, guess what? You're part of that story. That's right. The same thing for people that are overseas missionaries that change their whole lifestyle, pack up their kids, go to a life that's not near as comfortable as the one we live. If you give to them, you give to your churches and they're supporting them, you're a part of their story. So we need to encourage that. We need to be a part of that. And you need to tie to your local church because they're sending people. And if they're not, you need to raise a hand and say, why aren't we sending people? Because that's why he was encouraging him here. It's like, you are doing it. You are spreading the gospel, not only here in your church, but also beyond. So I just love that picture. And I love that I read that about him because I don't know that I would have picked that up otherwise. That it's, it's all about hospitality in the church, in the home, around the world. So you go back to that little lady that sat in the window of her rabbi's house and there was the light, there was the candle and there was that Nazi flag. No matter what happens here, whether I live, whether I go to a concentration camp, whatever happens here, this light will continue long beyond that flag. That's right. And it has. So that's amazing. That's that's amazing. It's a great reminder. It's something I'll never forget. And I think that's what these letters are. They are things that we need to read that we'll never forget and apply to our lives because 
John wrote them for a reason and they're to help us this day. Yeah. And no excuses. I mean, for hospitality, you might think, well, I don't have much or my house isn't big or I live in an apartment. I mean, Abby Turner, when she was on, I remember her saying that she was like, it would be easy for me to say, oh, it's not a stage of life for me because I'm in an apartment. Well, she started a whole ministry and now she's got a flourishing business because she said, you know what, I guess I, I guess this is where God has me. So I'm going to start having people over to my apartment. That's right. And now look at what she's doing. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you have an apartment, you know, a one room home, if you live with someone else, you know, we can all be hospitable. It's a heart issue. And so it's opening up what we have in giving to others. And every one of us has something to give and that's that's hospitable. And and that then we become a part, just like you were saying, Chrissy, we become a part of the story, which is the greatest story ever heard. This is actually our last recording for 2022. We won't be coming back in 2022 as the holidays are upon us and we are going to be going full force when we come back with some new seasons and some new opportunities with the wonder podcast. But as we, as we close today, you know, we just, we pray for our, the, our audience, for you guys that listen to the wonder podcast, you've been so steadfast and faithful to listen to us, to support this ministry. My goodness. So many of you have helped to support our podcast ministry. And we're so very thankful for that. You know, I'll let Chrissy speak, you know, just what's on her heart, but I just wanted to say thank you. And I, and I pray that each one of you who listens is blessed by this podcast. I pray that you love God more through what we share here, that you think about things maybe differently or something that we just prompt a thought, you know, we're not going to say anything that you have not heard before. So that's the thing with so much information. There are so many podcasts and there's new ones dropping every day. So you have plenty of choices on who to listen to when you listen to a podcast. And so we thank you so much for listening and your encouragement along the way. We pray you have a blessed and wonderful holiday season as you celebrate Christmas, celebrate the birth of our Savior, and and then move on into the new year. And we're excited about what 2023 has to offer as far as our content and our messaging. And it will it'll be the same in that Jesus will be at the forefront of our message, no matter if we're talking about decorating a room or a new recipe. It's it's all for his glory. And so we're just honored to be a part of your lives through this podcast. Absolutely. It's an honor and a privilege and something that started, gosh, Lisa, three years ago now has turned into something that we love and enjoy. And we obviously can't do it without you. So we ask that you tell people about us. You wonder what we're going to talk about. You just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> we don't have a consistent theme except Jesus. That That's is our right. consistent theme. So I love what Lisa said. I love the supporters that we have. I see you, Lisa, every time we get a donation, I let Lisa know immediately. So we know who you are. We appreciate you mm. and you are helping us make this happen. And we are forever ever grateful. But most of all, we're thankful for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that we do know the truth and we're doing hopefully our little part that he's asked us to do to tell more people about who he is and encourage you on your walk. So tell people about us, throw us stars, send us topics you want us to talk about. We're not scared of anything because there is no fear when you walk with the Lord. So we love you. Have a great rest of the year. 
and you will hear from us in January. Until then, keep telling the story. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydenham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Mm -hmm.